This is a HeadGum Podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If you don't use the time machine, no one will use the time machine. It won't be cool. And I'm like, that's not really my fucking problem, Steven. And I threw a rock at it. This thing fucking sparked like crazy. The design was just so like... It's fucking... It's it's old. It's old bullshit. Yeah. Anyway. Hey! Hi! What up, what up? What up, what up? Welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. I'm Hayes Davenport. I'm here with Sean Clements. That's me. Let's uh, let's do a little, what's one of the fun games we can play just getting into the show? Do you, this is dangerous. Yeah. Do you want to do Gmail Roulette again? Ah, I love... Gmail roulette, I think, because it does. It's one of the things that makes me feel scared. Yeah. You know? It's one of the only things in my life where I do feel consequence. Because a lot of times, the emails we land on are pretty loaded, and we're airing some very dirty laundry. This is where we just shuffle. We put our Gmails on shuffle, and whatever comes up, we have to read. Have to. Okay. Uh, Should we uh, turn it on? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to go first? Okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Ding! Oh, Hayes. Which email is it? You know what the rules are. Mm, can I please go again, though? Well, then it wouldn't be a game, would it? I guess that's true. I guess then I might as well just pick the email I want to read. Right. Which is and from then Selma Hayek. That's a different game. That's Gmail pick. Yeah, that's Gmail pick. You know, which we I'd haven't love to, played in a while. You know, I'd love to hear that Selma Hayek email, but these are the rules. Well, this one, mm, I hate to read this one. Okay, We're I'll waiting. I'll read it. The subject line is forgiveness? Question mark. Please forgive me, bro. Please, question mark. So that's the subject. Mm-hmm. There's some ellipses in there. Sean Dog, it's KP. So, 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 effing sorry. So, 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 so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know I didn't mean to do you dirty like that. Please forgive me. I've tried sending letters... I've tried having mutual friends ask you to acknowledge me. Please stop treating me like I'm dead. Stop ignoring me at all the parties we run into each other at. Please, I know you can hear me when I call you. Stop pretending that there's no one on the other end of the line and keeping me on the line for long, long periods of time. It's me. It's Kevin Pollack. I know I canceled last minute on doing your podcast without much explanation and never tried to reschedule, but something came up and there was nothing else I could do. Please, I got scared, okay? I admit it. I got effing scared. You dudes are so funny. The content you create is outrageous and the truths you tell on your show got me shaking in my little booties. My itty bitty whittle booties. I was shaking so bad my knees were knocking and brother it sounded like the percussion part from that song Spoon Man by Soundgarden. Are you ever going to acknowledge me again? This is the thousandth email I've sent you this week in retrospect. It was pretty likely I'd land on one of these when we played Gmail Roulette. (laughs) Anyway, back to the email. I know you've said that you'll never do my chat show because it's not big time enough for you. 
but please reconsider. Maybe we can do an exchange thing. I think it would finally push me over the hump and get me into the tier one status, breathing that rarefied air that the Hollywood handbook guys get to breathe. I know you did me a big favor by agreeing to let me be on the show, and I just want one more chance. Um, Is that the end of the email? Pretty much. It goes on. There's some other pretty pathetic stuff I think in it's there. very cute that he thinks that we couldn't get Gabriel Byrne or like mm. Steve Baldwin or any of the other suspects. Benicio. Yeah. It would be nice to have them all on one show. Mm-hmm. But if we can't get that suspect, that suspect, I think his name was Roger. Mm. So we get we get four suspects. Yeah, I, I mean, the concept for that podcast was we're going to get all of the usual suspects. The episode mm-hmm. was called "The Regular Suspects," and we were going to get all the cast members from Usual Suspects and do. And sort we were going to have a- Chaz Palminteri come in and like catch them as his character. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd get them all in one room, and then yeah. Chaz would come in and say, Finally, I got you guys! Yeah, he busts in on Mike, and he goes like, I know you shitbirds who are up to no good! And so that was the concept for the show. We wound up doing a different show. It was also great. It was also funny. It was also cool. But the fact that we didn't have Kevin, I don't think even weighed into my decision to mm-hmm. pretend that he's dead. That was just something you would have done anyway. That's something I was toying with doing to someone and he just drew the short straw as it were it has nothing to do with your feelings being hurt or anything like that sometimes people are just dead yeah as far as being scared duh of course you're scared to do the podcast Mm -hmm. because it's fucking good it's scary to do something this good Mm mm-hmm It just makes you scared of how powerful you are. You don't think I'm terrified every week when I leave this room? Holy shit, the influence that I wield over America right now? Sparks shooting out of my fingertips. What do I do with this? Seeing Engineer Cody's fucking head melt when I fucking drop this mind-bending knowledge on everyone? You don't think that's scary to me? It's like, dude, just open the arc from the movie with the arc. Yeah. Um, Evan Almighty. Yes. So... I get being scared, but at the same time, it's like, if you don't challenge yourself, you're going to wind up getting me pretending you're dead. And that's been true of a lot of people. And listen, people come back to life. Oh, yeah. It's not... All the time. It's not like a death sentence. It is, but Mm. not the kind that you just can't not be dead anymore. You can. Yeah, you can appeal your case like you do with a death sentence, you know? But you got to spend a little time in there sort of looking at yourself. And I have to have made a mistake when I originally sentenced you, and I don't think I did. Uh, I guess it's my turn now. Yeah, you got to do it. Ooh, I hope it's a juicy one. What if I just went through it and I just picked one because I like that one? Oh, no. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. No way. That's Gmail pick, and you know it. Come on. Uh, it wouldn't be a game if I you really did that, wish, would it? I really wish that would work. Okay, here we go. Shuffle on. <laughs> Ding! Oh, this is actually a good one. I'm very happy I landed on this one because it's been something that I've been wanting to speak on for a long time. So sometimes you just get lucky. Oh, rotten luck for me. This one's from Macamore. And the... And the headline is, Ugh. Dear Juice Box. That's just, don't worry about that. I am so friggin' steamed about what I just heard on my Sirius XM radio in the car. I turned it on, and there's this, there's this singer named Lord, and she's singing a song called Royals. And let me tell you what burns my butt about that, not like you don't already know. It's supposed to be my job to do a song about not wanting to buy expensive things because black people do it too much. I sang the song called Thrift Shop, where I said, you guys, you other guys buy all your fancy clothes 
and you like riding cool cars and you think that spending money is cool, but it's actually not cool because now white people aren't doing it anymore and we don't like it. So too bad for you black guys. You tried to be like us, but now we don't think that expensive things and jewelry are fun. So you're going to have to try again. But now Lauren is coming along, and she's singing the exact exact same song, and it's being just as number one as mine was. She sings a song where she says, every song is like Crystal, Maybachs, Diamonds on Your Timepiece, Grey Goose, stuff like that. And it's true. Every song is like that, because that's what black people are singing about. And But my message was, no more singing about that because it's not cool anymore. And now she has the exact same message, and white people like it just as much as they like my song because it's satisfying to them to tell black people that the stuff that they're interested in is not good. I don't even know why I'm telling you this. I just figured that you would understand because we came up with the idea together to write songs about black consumerism being wrong and it's not cool anymore (sighs) write me back i'm just gonna sit in the car for a while and think about this stuff signed squeeze it's Ooh, that's quite an angry email my position on that is which i told him Mm -hmm. there can be just as long as the message gets out you can do as many songs about it as you want Right. Well, I remember you came to me and you said, I met this guy, Mackie Moore, and uh, he says he wants to do some rapping. Mm-hmm. And I, you at the time were like really wanting to stick it to like Kanye. Sure. Who was rapping about and uh, cars and clothes and stuff. And it was just seeming to me. And things that had been your yes. stuff. when. White people were rich. We bought all these champagne things and Maybox and fancy cars. And then some black people got rich and they said, we can have these things too. So I thought it would be effective to say, no, these things aren't cool anymore. Yeah, and we no longer even want it. So go ahead and buy it if you want. It's not good. Now it's cool having money but not spending it on expensive things. Buying things that poor people would buy. Which is funny because I know Mackie Moore does have money now. So what does he actually spend it on? Well, it's not any. It's some new thing that black people don't know about yet. And I can't say it on the podcast because the sooner they find out, the sooner we'll have to say that something else is good to buy. That's a good point. But it's okay with me that Lord is hopping onto this. I think the message is just as true when she says it. As long as it's someone – now a black person will come along and say, oh, I reject – consumerism too like i like i I think it's wasteful to spend money on all these expensive things now i go to the thrift shop exactly now i I don't want to hear a song about diamonds and you better believe we're gonna really want to sing about diamonds again at that point because we'll have them all now always one step ahead always switching back to whatever they just said they like you can't catch us i mean uh, it's a it's a cliche at this point, but fast as fast can, you can't catch me. I'm the white gingerbread man, you know? And that's Mackie Moore's position, and that's Lord's position, and that's Hayes' position, and I support them. I'm sort of outside the whole thing because I am one-eighth Native American, <laughs> which is why I am so spiritual and why I am so yeah. in, in touch with nature. I'm not really about money at all. I sort of just want to be ready to walk into the wilderness at any time. Uh, That's where you survive. feel most at home. Mm, yeah, very connected to the earth. So I, I am outside of it. Hayes has chosen to accept me as I am. I. Uh, it's so funny to me when I'm riding in your car and people point at the Dreamcatcher hanging from your rearview mirror and they're like, what is that? Oh, yeah. Some kind of freaky net? Oh, yeah, and I say, in a sense, yes. And I, and I explain it to him for a good too long to do on the podcast, but it, I, I sit him down and I really let him know how they're being insensitive, why they're being insensitive. Uh, you don't tell him what it is because that's for you guys. No, that's – yes, that's right. That is for us. We wanted to speak on something that we think is really important 
As you know, what we like to do on this podcast is educate people about when they do make the leap to Hollywood success, uh, certain rules you have to follow and certain situations you will encounter uh, that you need to be prepared for. And the situation we want to talk about today is once you... Uh, you have a hit song or you like be on a good TV show or you become a movie star, uh, at some point you're going to host SNL. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hayes and I have each had to do it a few times and we've hung up the spurs, uh, but you it's a rite of passage. You can't avoid it. If you're going to be a movie star like us or just a hit famous person like us or like some of the other people that we hang out with, Danny uh, Aiello and um, Buster Poindexter, then you, you know, you're going to be looking down the barrel of hosting an SNL show. And you see all these guys who are hosting the show now, they walk through the door and they go down the stairs, but they don't do it in like a jaunty way. They just kind of go down those stairs on the monologue stage. They don't do like a fake saxophone play with Lenny Pickett. They don't do any of that. They just go straight to the front. They don't rock back and forth on the balls of their feet for a while and like do like wide hand claps. And they don't do like a fist pump on the last like saxophone blow. You know, they just kind of stand there. Like they're hosting some fucking nothing show. Yeah, like they're hosting the Oscars or some other fucking fake bullshit. And this is Saturday Night Live. And for better or worse, it's an actual show. It's just like if you get to this point, this is what you have to know. This is what you have to do. Let's start on uh, on Monday. Mm-hmm. So Monday, you want to show up about 10 p.m., They've been working. Uh, you've had your manager or whoever call a few times and say that you're about to show up and that you'd really like to meet the writers on this first day, that it's important. Mm-hmm. When you walk in at 10, they will be tired. Make a lot of noise, okay? Because they need to hear what you're going to say next. And say, hey, wake up, because that's what you want them to do. Yeah, say, hey, wake up, fucktards. And, and then, then you say, come on in, guys, and you bring in all the writers that you brought who know your voice better than these guys you haven't even met before do know. Yes. SNL is about funniness. Yes. And funniness is going to be a huge theme for your week. So you want to bring in people where the funniness is a known quantity. Yes. Your funny teacher from eighth grade who did the cool geography <laughs> jokes. Okay, uh, your your funny teacher from ninth grade who had all the great math, you know, puns where he was like, you want to remember how to say geometry? Gee, I'm a tree. And then he act like a tree for next 10 minutes. Your funny barber from your childhood who had a fake plastic ear and would say, oops, did you lose this? Like he just cut off your ear. Yeah, or even your funny teacher from 10th grade, the one who had all the... Funny jokes that he used to make about uh, spelling. So he would uh, spell spelling wrong yeah. on the board. He get, he, he had a spell, shirt that spell. said "Bad Spellers of the World Untie," and that and that was funny. And so I think that these kind of funny people are going to know your voice. They're going to know you, mm-hmm. and the, the SNL writers may very well be be funny and have funniness. Mm-hmm. That's totally possible. I'm never going to find out because I haven't heard their name, never will hear their name, and they don't know my shit. So you tell all of the writers to just go to sleep, uh, and then you and your guys start working on a couple of couple good sketches. Now, what a lot of people don't realize when they're hosting the show is that people are tuning in to watch you be the star. That's why it's your picture they show in kind of a cool pastel filter right at the end of the commercial break. That's to say, I'm coming back on the show and it's my turn to be the star. So when you are starring in a sketch, make sure it's you that's doing the funny voice and make sure that you're the one that's getting the laughs and everyone else is what's called the normal guy. 
Something I had to learn the hard way is some of these uh, regular cast members mm-hmm. on the show have like characters they want to do. Yeah. Which in their free time, God bless, I ho- knock yourself out. Yes. But when I'm doing my hosting and being in my funniest self, mm-hmm. keep the character shit. Out of there, your job is to be a bad doctor who accidentally sawed my leg off. Your job is to be a bad cop who accidentally shot my leg too much. If I'm being the pizza man, there's no room for anyone else to to also be doing like a big Italian accent. That just wouldn't make sense to have the two of them in one place. I need that person to say, what are you doing with my pizza? And that's all. Yes, it, that's a great point, and that Pizza Man sketch was a revelation. Yes, it did great. It's on Hulu. So, this is where the benefits of doing a live show are really going to work to your advantage. If someone else gets a laugh, even if it's in response to something that you did that they sort of just piggybacked on, you can turn to the audience, scold the audience, look at Lauren, say, Lauren, are you seeing this shit? This is exactly what I talked to you about. And they have to deal with it. They'll go to a commercial break when that happens. You can basically force that whenever you want by looking right in the camera and saying, stop the show. <laughs> then they'll cut to a commercial. And then during the break, you could reset how you want it to be done. And when they come back, they'll do the show that you want to do. Yeah. And you might find, Fred Army Man, that you're not in the sketch anymore. And that we're using somebody who knows their place. Let's talk about a little bit. It's an important part of the show that not a a lot of uh, hosting guys appreciate, which is introducing the musical act. If it's not you, which it very well may be, but sometimes even if it is you. Should we just play sort of the best example of this that we've ever seen of how to introduce an act? Yeah. I mean, I it's it's actually not us. No, it's not us. But it's sort of the be- – it would be weird to play the way we do it. Mm. That seems like that would be a little self-indulgent. So let's play right. a good example of somebody trying to do it like us and doing a pretty good job. And can I say quickly, I hate self-indulgence. Yes, I do So too. much self-promotion me, and crap. It makes me so friggin' mad, and it just seems like everybody's doing it these it's days. It's like, if you were really that good, you wouldn't have to tell me. Anyway, let's play Adrian Brody. He did it I, almost What I don't like is, like, people driving around in cars with their name on the license plate instead of, like, a nickname of theirs. Like, I don't, my license plate doesn't say, like, H- a-Y-Z-D-V-N. It says no. Mr. Movie. That's right. And then my license plate doesn't say S-H-N-C-L-M-T. You know? It says Dr. Number One Movie. So let's play. This is Adrian Brody, although it's easy to forget that it's him because he's, he's inter- disappeared. He dis <laughs> he disappeared into this character uh, that's based on the musical act that he's introducing. It's not randomly chosen. It is it is it's a clever tie-in. Yes. Uh, let let's let's play the clip. That's a host. That is a musical guest introduction. And you're ready to hear music after and music in the genre that's going to be played. Yes. Which this is, is what bad you do. reggae. This is what you do. <laughs> this is what you do. And this is what Adrian Brogy did. He was backstage at the show and he said, hey, that guy Sean Paul, he's from Africa or something, right? And they said, yeah, he's from Jamaica. He's like, oh, great. That's even better. 
Do you have like a a wig that a guy like that would wear? And they said, well, we have these dreadlocks, I guess. And he just yanked it out of their hands and he put it on his head. So he goes out there in a dreadlock wig because you should try to look as much like the musical artists that you're introducing as possible. And you should try to talk like them but in a funny way. Yes, that's right. And I think from hearing it that Adrian Brody either seen or has known a Jamaica guy before. Mm-hmm. Because he really is doing what their voice is like and how they sometimes talk. Mm-hmm. And and even beyond that, jokes on it. Money speck, my uncle speck. I don't know what he means. I know it's funny. And and so again, funniness saves the day. Now There's one thing that I would Could have been longer. Yeah, it could have been a little could bit. Could have longer. been a little longer. Yes. Now it's about forty five seconds long. And at some point, they are going to try to stop you from talking by playing air horn. They're yeah. going to gonna hope that you <laughs> end this because they're going to just start playing their song because they won't know what else to do. They'll be like, should we just play? Don't stop like Adrian Brody did. Don't bend over and let them. Sing the song. And let them. If they try to do that to you, you, sing their song that they're about to start playing. Yes, start singing the song. The ideal music intro contains at least the first verse of the song you're about to hear and is about three and a half minutes long. That's what they get. They tried to get rid of you by playing the music, but you use that as an opportunity to be on the stage for longer. And a lot of times, if you're like me or Hayes, you're a very good singer and people really do want to hear you do that anyway. Now, SNL has come under fire a bit recently about some of their lack of diversity. Yes. We're talking a lot about race today on the show, and that's because we do know so much about it, and we have such a broad perspective. I am one-eighth Native American. (laughs) I am one-eighth Native American, so I know a little something about diversity and the struggles that you can have growing up as someone who's in the minority. Mm The reason they're having those problems is not that they haven't hired a new African-American cast member or cast member of color period in eight years or so. The reason is there's not enough Adrian Brogies out there who have the courage to play multiple races within a given show. These guys, these hosts you see... They're, like, introducing the musical act or something, and they'll just come out there and do white. Like, oh, like, Imagine Dragons are here. Like, which is funny, if but not if you're doing it all the time. Mm. You know? It's important for a show like that to represent all kinds of cultures by wearing their funny hair. Mm. And if I hear there is a way to do this to kind of take your skin... And make it look different than it does, to make it look more like their skin. I haven't seen this, but that, again, was the other note I had on Adrian Brody's yeah. performance, which is if he had somehow darkened his skin to go with the dreadlocks, I think that would have shown a little more respect to the culture that sure. he's talking about because they don't look like him. That's right. And Hayes, you... It, it, it's appropriating in a way that's kind of offensive to say like, oh, well, it's okay if I play this Jamaican guy with my white skin like with my white privilege I should be allowed to to do this like white skin works everywhere it's just not the case if you're playing a black person you should pay respect to them by sort of donning the skin that they wear and sort of seeing what it feels like for a little while can be very eye-opening walk, walk a mile in their skin makeup and 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 see if you don't See if that doesn't help you disappear in the into the character. For and you real. might find that, like Hayes and I, then you're able to very eloquently speak on their experience the way we've done throughout this show. Um, so I wish that I'd like to see more of that on the show. I think they're trying to solve it in different ways, and and maybe that'll stick as well. But um, I know when Hayes and I are on there, we do Chinese, we do Pakistani dudes, and we do um a bunch of like funny like different european like spanish guys and sh- and shit like that and it fucking cracks everybody's shit up we have a great show <laughs> today you know that shelby farrow is here 
Uh, she is a young, up-and-coming uh, Twitter celebrity and, uh, and next-generation Hollywood girl, and we want to have a discussion about what that's like for all of us. Uh, coming up very soon on Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook. So, I, uh, I go to Chris Berman, and I say, I'm flattered, I really appreciate it. I think H-A-Y-E-S-P-N is too long. Mm. Just chop it in half and go with that. And they still paid you? Yeah, of course. Hey, what up, what up? What up, what up? Welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet line back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Uh, We have a very close friend joining us on the show today, Shelby Farrow. Hey guys, Jay Farrow's sister mm-hmm. is on the show. Um, we, She's a Twitter star. I Let's wanna, introduce uh, who Shelby is, and then we'll get to the okay the thing that we wanted to talk to her about. Uh, Shelby's having a successful uh, yes. Hollywood career, mm-hmm. largely as a result of um, Twitter stardom. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, when you mentioned. say, would you would you agree with that? It's like well, you got a bunch of Twitter followers, and then from there. Sort of everything fell into place. And at a very young age, are having a pretty uh, lucrative, successeful showbiz career. Is that just? Would would you agree with that? I would only disagree with what you said because I would say it's very successful. It's not just successful. Okay, Mm, mm. I think that's the only thing. Okay, even better. Yeah, Uh, that brings us to our next point pretty nicely. I'd say that qualifies as a good segue. Yes, um, we don't typically participate in what I would deem gotcha journalism. However, when we first met Shelby, put Farrow, that chair. We put that chair under the door, just uh, like kind of under the doorknob. Yes, it's wedged in there, good, and no one can leave or get in. Now, my my now, publicist might have to get in at some point. Well, they won't be able to. Now, when we first met Shelby Farrow, she was sixteen, but mm-hmm. she was also a sick teen. Yes, let's clarify Shh. what Sean means by that. We sat down with you as part of a, a venture for Make-A-Wish. The Make-A-Wish Foundation ha- had had a girl who was sick whose dream was to be a Twitter celeb. Yes. So they called someone who knows a little something about youth and celebrity. Mm-hmm. And we sat down with you, and at the time your wish was for 100,000 Twitter followers. Yeah. I'm sure you remember that. And at the time, you didn't say it outright, but it was sort of heavily implied that once you got those 100,000 Twitter followers, you could peacefully move move on on to your great reward. And you you coughed through that meeting. Well, I think I think there may have been like a little miscommunication when I meant I was going to die. It was sort of like, you know, someday. Right. Okay, that's not who the Make-A-Wish Foundation is for. Because I, at that time, I had built up, I only was letting close friends and family follow me on Twitter, so I had about Mm 100,000. And I transferred that account to your name thinking that pretty soon you'd kick the bucket and I could have my stuff back. He would get all those followers back. And now, where are we where you still have all the followers? I mean, I'm only going to live till like 80, 90, and then you guys can... Uh, you tricked us pretty good. Well the, well, the thing that they don't tell you is you don't have to put everything on the forms. You can just, you can just drop off in the middle of a sentence. They can't do anything about it. Uh, but I, the one thing I'll say is that bat kid has looked pretty, pretty healthy lately, too. Yeah, he has a healthy glow. I called him the other day. He la- we laughed about it, the whole thing. Yeah, he... Um... He's definitely still around, and he got to save a whole city, and he did not die. And so... And there is no taking that back at this point. I told him that he should sue for making him, you know, bust bargain brand villains. They didn't even call him the Joker and stuff. I'm not... It's pretty hard to ask for all your Twitter followers back. I'd like to do it now. Sean, I just think... I think I've just built such a specific brand around my you, my pretty obvious up and coming stardom that if it if they were to try to follow you it would just be jarring to see you don't want to follow a fa- uh, you know 
You don't want to follow what? Well, I I was saying failure, but I cut myself off as to not be rude. (laughs) I don't don't even know what that would mean. (laughs) Yeah, Sean doesn't know what that word means. It's not, oh, it's usually a fair It's not in my vocab. Ooh, you should learn more words. Um, I learn the words I need. Give. Give. Me. Me. Back. Back. My. Tweeter. (laughs) Okay, close. Flowers. Flowers. Give me back my tweeter flowers. And that's all I need to know. So, if you're not going to give me back my tweeter flowers, the good news is it's very easy for me to build the, build that brand again. And you got to have a short memory in this town. But you have the transfer all set up and ready to go. Yes, if at any time you do decide that what you did was wrong... And that maybe your whole career is a fucking joke because I basically built you, and now <clears throat> I'm, I'm you're he- like collecting paychecks for something you didn't even really do. I'm hearing what you're saying, but it's kind of like how you know, like Frankenstein built the monster, and then the monster was so cool no, and strong actually, and awesome. No, but, uh, everyone hung out with the monster, and you're not going to scare me out of anymore. the room to win this argument. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot that you're. Terribly afraid of Frankenstein's monster. Everyone is. And the guy is named Frankenstein. The Frankenstein's monster. No. no. The monster is Frankenstein. Yeah, he's Frankenstein, Frankenstein Jr. No. No. The doctor mm-hmm. is named Igor. Yeah, he's Doctor Igor. Because have you have you read a lot of books? Uh, I read a lot of scripts. It's I, Frankenstein, not I, the I... doctor who <laughs> named the fucking thing. It's like something else. It's just I, Frankenstein. What do we do? How do we, how do we work this out? Well, if I, if I held a grudge against every person in this town who basically got their start launched off of me. You and wouldn't have any room, in, about it. room left in your hands for awards. That's right. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have any room for awards. I'd be holding too much grudges. Oh, are you I have to get a new awards cabinet to hold all of mine. Do you got do you have a suggestion? Do you know a good like a good cabinet maker or like a Uh, I would say get a small one for now. Just get one for what you have right now and don't count on too much more coming in. Okay, that I that may be good advice. Speaking of cabinet makers, you're a young person. Yeah. We're all young. Mm -hmm. We wanted to sort of have a roundtable discussion as the three of us being young and successful in Hollywood and sort of like the next next generation. Uh, Sure. uh, Of what it's like to – for people to be jealous of you, uh, to sort of understand what's going on with youth culture in a way that – Maybe the people who are older than us don't. Mm. Sure, you. I think you guys. You guys try to stay pretty current. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just a natural byproduct of being so plugged into all our young friends, mm-hmm. uh, and just when you're in the entertainment industry, you're actually friends with Master P, with Master P, the K Fets, the. Um, uh, um, Steven the from South Third Eyes. Yeah, people mm-hmm. who are right at the edge of youth media. Mm-hmm. Just sort of just like fringe alt, sort of alternative people. Fringy alt, yeah. To, to blow. Your dad doesn't know about them, but we not only know about them, we know them and we have maybe even shared a cocktail or two with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like what kinds of music, Shelby, do you think is cool today? Well, I mean, you know, like electronic Along electronic dance music is yes. big. Raves oh, are big I right now. love it. God, so electronic fun to dance, dance music. To. All the yeah. the spark noises, the beeps and pops. Oh gosh, and we listen to this in the car, Hayes and I. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. Who's who's your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite DJ? Oh, mm. gotta be mm, the D- uh, oh, the cyborg uh, <clears throat> twins. They're yes. Oh, I mean they're great. Um, 
uh, also the uh, that let me clear my throat guy. What a DJ and what amazing sounds! Mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard him. Does he play at Echoplex or the the Bowery or? Oh gosh, Echoplex! For people at home who don't know, Echoplex is a big place to play, and it's and it's in the cloud. But it it's but that's not all. It's also new, right, Shelby? Well, I I think it's been around for it's pretty established. Yeah, so. to us it is. Mm-hmm. To us it is. It feels that way now. What or what else? Um, uh, what are you like watching now? Like that we all that the young people watch. Tell us. Tell them what we all watch. Oh, I know. There's great cartoons out. Adventure Time's really good. Oh, gotta be, Ugh. gotta be one of the best, and one of my top favorites of mm-hmm. all of them. Oh, really? Who's your favorite? I mean, I love Fiona. Yeah, with which, the sword. Some sometimes. Mm. Gotta be the coolest sword, and uh, and the clothes they wear. Mm. I'm like, this is almost the kind of stuff we wear. Mm-hmm. The, the can- it's the stuff the, that the candy people. Or yeah, the- it's the stuff everyone's gonna be wearing uh, in um, Beverly Hills. Huh. Yeah, next mm-hmm. year. Uh, I mean, that's we're fair. wearing I'd- it now in in um, uh, Hancock Park. Mm-hmm. I don't spend too much time on the West Side. It's kind it's kind of gauche now, you know. Yeah, yeah, there are ghosts there. Absolutely, <laughs> there are ghosts I like the, there. Uh, the what I think is cool is the middle part. Mm. Uh, oh, like mid, like Midtown, Koreatown. That's come, that's up and yeah. coming. That's kind of cool now. Right. Mm. I love um, the song. The uh, the uh, barbecue. Sure. I was actually at a Korean barbecue place. Saw Justin Bieber right by on a Segway. Oh, flanked he, him down. We hung out for the afternoon. Have you guys ever seen him? He hangs out there like all the time. Justin Bieber. He is one of the best. Well, his well because of how good he is. That's why I think he's great. He his fashion, and, and not even that alone, but the whole thing he does mm-hmm. with his um, the way he dresses. Yeah, that uh, his the jackets. It's nice. It kind of like harkens back to old music, like Motown, and you know, some some sort of the classics. Do you guys like classics? Love classics. Love them. It's cool to love them, but don't know them as well as the new stuff. Okay, that's that's fair, I guess. If you're if you're young and didn't grow up with it, but I feel like you guys are you guys are what forty eight, fifty two, respectively. Gotta be one of those. It's so into forty eight. Like lately, just because it's um, hey popping off. What? Uh-huh. what do you think of like when you're talking to like a 75 year old and he's all like he's all trying to pretend like he's into cool music, like mm. disco and that stuff. I think disco is so lame now. Oh, I'm over it, and I do, and I don't even think it's coming back. At least not for a while. I don't think anyone's trying to bring it back. I don't. They better not. These guys in their 70s and 80s. Right now, are kind of decide like they think they know what's good, but it's really us. It's really us, forty-eight and fifty-year-olds, who and it's always been this way, who are defining the culture, and it's just moving too fast for them to keep up with because yeah. they can't because they don't have a lot of times the cloud. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, or I'm even I'm, a Samsung phone. I'm impressed. You, I'm impressed. You know what? I'm impressed. You guys know so much. I, I wouldn't have considered us in the same, you know, dem- demographic, but. Some of those guys don't even know about computers and the different kinds. Really? really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm. You say, like, Dell to those guys, and they're like, oh, what? Yeah, they think you're talking about uh, a friend of theirs. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, Hayes, why is your computer upside down? I don't totally understand. I was just wondering if it's, like, a more functional way, like a cobble tunnel thing, or... Oh, well, that's, um... When you skateboard as much as I do, that becomes... The way you have to use your computer, yeah, like, in, like inverted. Mm, yeah. Well, if you do a wicked ollie, then of course you're gonna have to sort of shift around some of your uh, household items to complement like what how that changes like your perception. Yeah. I, I never got into skateboarding. I think by the time sort sort of my age group, 
came up. It had moved on to, you know, like Razor scooters, doing fun tricks on those. Yeah. That's, that's skateboarding's uh, gay. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I hate seems, it. it. Oh, it's yeah. 2014, oh, guys. You didn't believe us I, about skateboarding, did you? Whoa. I was <laughs> fucking fail. Capranked. Man, nailed you. Yeah, I threw my skateboard in the garbage can a long time ago. We, there was no room for it in the house because it was so much Razor, razor Scooters. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucking sick, man. Yeah. God, I'll do a jump on those. Yeah, when I do that big of a jump, a lot of times I even will give the finger to, like, my mom or dad. Oh, that... In the air, you know? You might as well respect them. They probably gave you a lot. They're probably getting on in years now. Don't have a lot of time left. Well, they're no longer alive, which I think is, like... Isn't it cool to have moms and dads who only died recently instead of, like, 20, 30 years ago? Yeah, some of these 75-year-olds... When they bring up, like, their parents, it's like, uh, are you even sure? Man, I don't know. I think I'm going to be really sad when my great-grandma passes. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's going to take a lot out of me. Yeah, it's cool having a great-grandma. Mine is very nice. Oh, yeah. Mine always, like, wants me to eat candies. You know, because she's around. Hey, you know, let's talk about what's next. Okay. We all know. Okay, like what's like what's you up go coming? first, Shelby? Yeah, just the kind of stuff that we like to wear now that looks cool for 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 us with, with our age. You know, spring. Well, spring's coming up. I think yeah. you know, crop tops were a big thing last year. We'll mm. see if that trend continues. You know, I I mean, I'll wear one occasionally or like a yeah. When it's springtime, I take all my tops and I crop them out. Mm, yeah, I get a bunch of, I just get a bunch of corn stalks and I weave them together into yep. a nice top. It's harvest it's, time, it's a spring baby. Spring harvest it's and let's, spring. Hey, is that and why, let's do it. Is that why part of your shirt seems sewn back on to the rest of it? And Could, Sean, is that why there's so many crows in here? Um, yeah, I don't know, old man. What? <laughs> like, quit harshing our bus. It's like you don't even know what the cool stuff is to do. Uh, maybe I don't. I'm feeling pretty out of I'm, – maybe I'm out of touch. I've, I don't know. I assume that as, you know, a young – I guess, I don't know, technically starlet, I was pretty on the nose, but I'm I'm, re- I'm rethinking a lot. Crop season, baby. Crop season. Get cool about it. Please get cool about it, and please do it quickly. Hey, let's uh, make some prank calls to celebrities. Oh yeah, that'll be a good way for us to all become good friends again. Okay, who do you who do you guys have in your phone? Uh, let's look through the phone. Sean, which celebrity would you like to call? Who do I want to call first? Mm-hmm. Well, definitely one of our young celeb friends. Uh, do you do I'll you just go start out? Maybe um, do you go John Stewart, Miranda yeah. Richardson. <laughs> Uh, Patricia Heaton. Let's call Patricia Heaton. All right, let's give Patty a ring and really wind her up. I'm sorry, I'm going to be, guys, I'm going to be honest, I don't actually totally know who that is. I don't, Too new, probably. Not 100%. Really? Too new. You'll Next year you'll know who she is. Her name's going to be all over the map oh, yeah? of California. Is she going to be in, a, in like a Michael Bay or a rom-com or a, maybe one She's of those a, like fantasy on... horror movies? She was on this network, CBS. You probably haven't even heard of it. Yeah. It's, You're probably still watching PBS with the other 80-year-olds. Yeah, man. We moved on from PBS to CBS, and we're never going back. I've, I only ever watched Sesame Street on PBS. Pretty. It's more more for children, okay, I would sh- say. Sh- okay, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I don't know if this is a good idea. Patricia Union Station, may I help you? Uh, hi, Patricia. It's Raymond. Who do you want to speak to? Uh, Patricia Heaton. It's Raymond calling. Okay. Hold on one second. I'm with Brad. I'm sorry? I'm with Brad. Uh, hold on. Okay. I'm on the phone, Raymond. Raymond? 
Are you trying to call Wessel's pretzels? Wessel's pretzels? No. Yes. I don't eat gluten. But I, w- I was calling Patricia. No, no, no. You guys got the wrong number. You're calling a business. Oh, okay. I mean, she is kind of a business, but thank you. That, that didn't sound... <laughs> <laughs> Patricia! <laughs> Dude. Smoked her. We got her good. Guys, I just, I just like, real quick, just Google Patricia Heaton on my Google Glass, and I don't think... Are we? Are you sure that was her? It sounded just like a confused oh, woman. Oh, fake out. Mega fake out. <laughs> okay, Glass. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. Can I have my phone back, please? Yeah, here you go. It's time to make another yeah, man. prank phone call. Why do you still use a Nokia? Can you not upgrade on your plan? or? I call it a Yes Kia, because yes, it's my favorite phone. Oh, God. And also Kia. Who cool. do I want to call that is famous? Um, I, I mean, I'm just trying to spitball off of sort of the info I've gathered from you guys. I don't know. Do you know, like, maybe like an Angelica Houston or a... or a Judy Dench? I feel like those are your sort of age brackets. What do you think? Maybe like a like a Clint Eastwood. He's you because that's good. Who would you? Yeah, that's who you think is cool right now. Because you like that. Well, I think he's sort of more cool for for you guys for your for for when you came up and we're all the same. So who's like cool to you? <laughs> I, I don't so know. So if you think that's... it's good for us guys, then it must be fun for you too. So tell us what's fun for you, and that's what's fun for us. Well, may, well okay, f- uh, fair enough. Maybe like a middle ground is like a Matt Damon. Hey, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Well, show me! Just shut up! Thank you for calling Staples. We make it easy. Hello, Rashida Jones. It's your boyfriend, Mo Drew. Here. Our associates are currently assisting other customers. You heard me. It's Mo Drew. <laughs> Don't play songs at me. Playing the piano won't get you out of this. Sorry. It's me, Mo Drew's other new friend. Was this I thought Celeste and Jesse Forever was pretty good. Was this one of the hits when you guys were coming up, the song? That music is a little too fast for me. I like something you can dance to. And Rashida knows that, and that's why she tried to play us out of her life. Anyway, but she we doesn't know her. it was a prank, and we got her good. Shelby, what famous person would you like to call? Oh, I, guys, I don't know. I feel kind of uncomfortable about this, dude. It's do okay. We're look okay. as We're young all people. Friends. We all do big pranks. That's something that we all do for fun and to bond. I, well, I, and I, we don't care. It's not going to come back to bite us because we're young and we're invincible. I guess that's can't argue with that. Uh, My whole you life. You guys ahead ever of me. drive your car so friggin' fast? Oh gosh! Well, and the car that's cool is um. Well, well hy- electric hybrids are sort of oh right now. yeah. Oh, mm, God, I love mm, how fast mm. they go and the engine sound. Mm, yeah. Well, their engines are actually very, very silent because they're running on a battery. Right, yeah. No pistons. The, yes, I know. We love remote control cars, but the ones we drive are like so, also so good and, and bigger, think, which is better. I think Teslas have pedals and stuff. I don't think you have to remote. Shut me, shut up. I do have Drake's number if you guys want to use that. Fuck up. Do you want? Do you want to call Drake? I, I, I don't know. I, I have. Do you need it from my phone, or do you have it also? Or yeah, I got it. He's one of my favorite painters. I didn't. I didn't know that was his hobby. I guess you actually. I don't yeah, know, you know him better than I do. Oh yeah, because the main thing he does is something else. Well, I, I've that, only ever seen his cross stitchings. So. Yeah, and I know that that's his. That's his real thing. Yeah, it's his main. His main hobby. Okay, this is him. Here, you go, Shelby. You go. Okay. You go. Okay, Shelby. You go. Shh, shut up, it's ringing. Hey, is it is Drake there? Who, I'm sorry? Oh, is Deed, Drizzy? In what department? Well, I get, uh, R&B? This is Guitar Center Hollywood. Oh, well, I guys, I don't think he works there anymore. Do you know what department he's in? I think, may, do you guys have like a, like a hip-hop or... No, we only go like through pro audio, acoustic guitars, electric guitars, drums. Oh, he doesn't play his own instruments, you guys. 
well, okay, I guess we'll, uh, I'll try, I'll try back. Oh! Wow, Drake is going to be mad, but also will respect how good we got him. So he's going to have to give it up to us the next time we see him at the museum. I don't think he spends a ton of time at Guitar Center anymore. He he definitely used to. Well, yeah, that's his did. home number, and that so it might have been just somebody from Guitar Center was at his house, just and maybe they pranked you back. That, Hayes and that I are is good true. At, that is true. When I made my first million, the first thing I did was made people from shops just come over. Yeah, and they, and Hayes and I are good at sort of jujitsuing the pranks back at people when people try to prank us, and I think that's what Drake did to you. Uh, okay, and you can't get us that way, but you can get you. So that's what happened. Uh, well, um, uh, how's everything else going? How, how are you guys' knees? I heard, Hayes, your knee was blown out. Sean, you had some sort of hand arthritis thing last time we yeah, talked. Yeah, it's good uh, to – I just decided that the best thing for me was just to have my bones be be hurting. Yeah, like just sort of aching? Yeah, just like all us guys right now, like our bones are chipping out in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not uh, – Holding up so good. And that is kind of a cool, like, young, like, punk thing. Yeah. I, I think to I get just like, rebel against your bones that way. I get that. It's kind of like how when it rains, like, I don't feel anything. Yeah, me neither. I don't swell up at all. I just stay the same size that's normally my size. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tight. And I am easy getting out of bed. Yeah, and I'm still growing. I I deal with that. I have growing pain still in my legs. Yes, that's the good kind of pain to have in your legs, and that's the kind that we have. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't even know when that stops. Maybe like twenty five. I have to wait five more years. It's like half a decade. And I'll tell you something else about growing pains. I don't associate that term with a TV show because I'm too young to have known that show. Yep, you say that phrase to me, and I don't think of anything about what that is in terms of being a show. I. I feel like it may be a show by the context clues, but I really, I really don't know. None of us know. That's what we just said. <laughs> uh, is there an echo in here, or is you know Shelby or like like, like that echoplex, that other thing? Oh gosh, that is one so of our good fades. and big and good. Oh, the beat, the beat, <laughs> kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. I actually, I just went to a concert at the Echoplex and it sucked. I didn't have my license. They didn't believe I was over eighteen, so I had to go home and find my passport. It was like a whole big thing. God, I hate that stuff. Ugh. And, and I don't even really have a license because I'm a, I'm I'm a little kid. Yeah, being a baby is like it's okay sometimes. Yeah, good parts and bad parts, but you know, it's like I guess in Hollywood, what you want to be is like an infant, and I guess that's kind of what I am. I guess in like a, like in a metaphor way, I get that. Sort of just like fresh and young and ready to absorb new ideas and sort of ready to give back. I think I think that's sort of what people see in me a little bit, which is very nice. It's nice of them. Yep. You and us, and it's all the same, and we we like being the same age. Yeah. Sure. Well, and, and I was going to ask you guys, as you know, older people who have had sort of you know maybe more life experience, how how did you do the transition from very very young teen to sort of trying to be older, more mature? I think I'm right on that cusp where I'm still very very young and hip, but slowly becoming more of a still young and hip but more mature. I don't know how to make that transition gracefully. Well, we're out of time. <laughs> It's so great to have you, but it's past actually my bedtime. My mommy's going to be mad. Uh, but so cool to have you. Please, you know, follow us on the on Tumblr. On computer. Yeah, follow us on your computers. And, and follow us on your computers and, and don't ever hesitate to, um, to turn the computer on because the batteries last forever these days. Call on the phone, and you don't even have to say letters. You can just tell the operator who you want, and you say it's us, and, and then, then and they can and they'll to you take the with, plug and they'll put it into our plug, and then, and you'll be plugged into us just like now. Uh, like us on MySpace. Please do leave a review in the um, 
editorial section of your newspaper. And uh, and just please keep having fun. I'm going. I'm going to be honest. I was going to plug uh, my presence on a new social networking site, but I'm not sure if I want to share that with you too. Well, because we already know about what it is. Yeah, that's probably why. Sure. Yeah. Well, you brought it up. Just fucking say it now. It's sort. Of, it's it, it's sort of like a young thing. You have to. Well, why don't we all say it at the same time? Yes, what it is? let's. Guys, I really, I really don't want to blow. Up. Well, if I, you just start saying it, and we'll, and then we'll say it. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Are we on a count or? No, you decide. You, just, you yeah. Okay. One. One. Two. 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 Three. three. The, ne- the network's called One Two Three. It's One it's Two not. Three. Get her there. And it's one of the hottest cyber zones. And we are yes. Oh God. Definitely two point for sure. And it works on Windows and everything. Hey, is your computer just a gingerbread house? Yeah, I love sitting back, rocking Twitter, and eating the thing that I type on. <laughs> I stay away from most like processed sugars and gluten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, just, the, for me, it's just mainly the gumdrop door. The kind of computer, the kind of computers I eat are all natural. Mm. Bye. <laughs> This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio. Boom.com. The Wolf Dead. That was a HeadGum Podcast.